morning, Bucks fans. It's time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And we are a day away from the season kickoff. It is finally here. Training camp felt so long this year, probably because we were just so excited to get to the season opener. And before we even start, I just want to say anyone who's coming to the game, make sure you're there early. They have a heck of a show planned for a few minutes before kickoff even. And we know that it's a night game, so we're going to be having rush hour and people trying to get to the game and a full stadium. So however early you think you need to get there, I would suggest earlier. So we don't want anybody to miss it. Trying to make sure everybody's there on time to see the full show planned. Uh, as we give people a chance to submit some of their questions to us on Facebook underneath the live video, uh, I just wanted to start out with some of your, your takeaways of what you're going to be watching Thursday night, the things that are um, going to be standing out to you that as you've been watching training camp and, and following these storylines, what are you excited to finally uh, get your eyes on tomorrow night? Yeah, I think the biggest storyline of the entire offseason, and now we're going to see if it comes to fruition, is the continuity of the whole team, but in particular the offense, and the fact that Tom Brady now has a season in this offense under his belt that he and his pass catchers all strengthened their connections toward the end of last year that he felt like about the last month or two months, if you include the playoffs, is when they all gelled, when he really be, you know, felt like he had a full grasp of the system and the offense took off. So the concept here is if they're starting from that point this year and he has the full grasp of the offense and he's not trying to figure out what to do when the play call comes in, that this offense should be able to really put up some big numbers and to start the season fast, which it definitely did not do last year, particularly in the opener, in New Orleans. And so can this team get off to a fast start both in games, which was an issue at times last year and for the season as a whole, because if the Bucs can get off to a nice fast start on the season, pile together some wins early, that's really going to make it a lot easier for them to reach one of their goals that they didn't actually reach last year, which was to win the division. And they have to unseat a Saints team that's won it three or four times in a row. That's one of their main goals. Obviously we know what the main, the biggest goal is, but they want to do it this year by winning the division and hopefully getting at least one home game to start the playoffs. So a fast start really to me, especially on offense, is the big thing to watch this year. And speaking of the offense, we have had several people asking about if Chris Godwin is going to play, which also just kind of leads us into the injury report at large, the COVID list. Let's just talk about overall who all will be available, who we aren't sure about, who won't be available, and, and give that update. Yeah, well, we'll get one more injury report this afternoon. It's a little bit different than a normal week. The team isn't actually practicing today, so it'll be an estimation of would they've been able to practice. But that's the one that will have the game status designations on it, like out or questionable. Um, we, it's anticipated that the only per player the Bucks will be missing is Jordan Whitehead. He hasn't practiced since about midway through camp because of a hamstring injury. And while Bruce Arians was holding out hope late last week, I think it's pretty clear now that Jordan Whitehead's not going to play, so Mike Edwards will step in. And yes, Chris Godwin was added to the injury report yesterday. And it's always a concern when a week goes that way, because if a player wasn't on the injury report before a practice, and then he is added to the next injury report, and it says limited, that often means he got hurt in practice and left practice. That's why he's limited, because he did some practice and then left. However, at the end of that practice yesterday, Coach Arian said, other than Jordan Whitehead, everybody else was ready to roll. So my, my guess here, and we'll know a little bit more in the afternoon, is it's not a serious thing. It's something to keep an eye on, but I think that I'm fairly optimistic that Chris will be able to play. And, and maybe if anything, they just kind of limit him a little bit in the game that they don't have him 
you know, doing something crazy. And maybe some of the other guys are asked to step up in larger roles. I bring this up only for fantasy purposes, because <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that people want to know that maybe if a guy, you know, that we shouldn't be worried just as Bucks fans for the game, we shouldn't be too worried about it, but maybe, maybe it is something that makes some decisions for people fantasy wise. Um, we had a question from Steven asking, who do you think will have the most receiving yards as well as rushing yards? Yeah, we were talking about this out at the uh, waiting for practice the other day, and I, I gave what I thought was a hot take, but I don't think it's really that hot of a take. If you take injuries out of the equation, because we don't know what's going to happen. If you, if you, if all things are equal and injuries aren't part of the answer to this question, I think Chris Godwin is going to be this team's leading receiver in terms of both catches and yards. It's just he's on the field. I know what you just said for fantasy purposes, that maybe he'll be a little limited, but I'm assuming that he's going to be playing six, 17 games if he he's on the field more than anybody else because he plays on the outside he plays in the slot in the 11 package the trips which um you know which brings in antonio brown on the outside and i think you saw in that game in houston when the when they were doing that up tip up tempo drive and tom brady threw on like seven straight plays that the most dynamic weapon out there was chris godwin especially working out of the slot that doesn't mean i actually think all three of those guys including mike evans will be relevant fantasy players uh, and all of them could potentially lead this team in receiving. But if I have to choose one, it's him. And for the running backs, that's a tougher one because I just think it's going to be a pretty fairly split even load between Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. But given that Ronald Jones averaged 5.1 yards per carry last year, which was a team record, by the way, I think a lot of people missed that. I, I have to go, if they get the same number of carries, I'll go with Ronald Jones because I think he'll have the higher average. Okay. And related to that, BJ had asked, do you think Ro Rojo or Fournette is starting tomorrow night? It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know how many times uh, I'm going to have to say that same answer. It, it doesn't, I don't mean it. I don't mean that in a bad way. Obviously this is a, a question we're going to be hearing a lot and it is fun to talk about, but it, you know, the first guy in the game, it probably matters to them. If I'm Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette, I want to be named the starter. And right now Ronald Jones is first on a depth chart. So that would be my guess, but I don't think it matters who starts the game for the answer of who's the most productive back by the end of the game. And Daniel had asked, do you think we'll see splashes of Jaden Dar Darden as a uh, new wrinkle not expected in the offense? Um, so overall, with Darden, do you think we see him, you know, how much in the return game are we going to see splashes? And then how much do you think he might contribute offensively? Well, you know, I'm a big Jalen Darden fan already, so I want to predict big things. But I think we're going to I think we have to temper our expectations early. I think he's going to have to come along slowly, especially in the offense. I doubt that there's a huge amount planned for him early on in the season offensively. And as a return man, um, you know, he has the job right now. Now we did keep Jaden Mickens on the practice squad and protected him this week. You know, you get those four spots you can protect so nobody can sign them away and you can elevate guys on game day. So it's, it's even possible that Jaden Mickens is still in the picture in terms of the return game. If they choose to elevate him, I mean, Jalen Darden has the job now. And that's a good thing. And hopefully he makes some splashes early. Um, he'll hopefully have that opportunity, but on offense, I think it's going to come along slowly. Okay. And David asked, uh, since Joe Tryon has really stood out in camp, will his talent force the Bucks to get him on the field more? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's the plan and it's a good thing. Um, I've been saying it before. I think that JPP and Shaq Barrett can be more effective on a per snap basis if they're not playing 80 to 85% of the snaps, which JPP does seemingly every year in which Shaq's been around 80% the last couple of years too. And I'm sure those guys want to be on the field as much as possible, but they could be fresher in the fourth quarter of a close game. Uh, if 
Joe Tryon is coming in and relieving them of some of their snaps. And, and so maybe they're only playing, I mean, seven, they can still play 70% of the snaps and that's a lot of action. Um, so you have all three of those guys, plus Anthony Nelson, you can have a deeper rotation. So I absolutely think that Joe's what he's shown so far is, is going to force him into the picture. Okay. And uh, we had a question from, Oh, where to go? I lost it. There we go. Uh, Jose had asked, uh, what do you think the biggest keys are going to be to winning the game against the Cowboys? Well, one of the things, and I know it, I know it's a passing league. And so some people will roll their eyes, especially when the coaches say this every week, but they do, especially in this game, want to stop the run first. They don't want to let Ezekiel Elliott get going because they want to, they want to keep Dallas's offense as one dimensional as possible. So if they can take that running game out first and make this a passing game, obviously Dallas has huge weapons starting with Dak Prescott in the passing game, but the Bucs are pretty confident in their defense, particularly, particularly if they, can make it one dimensional and know that it's going to be a passing game. And I think that's what they want to do first um, is just make them one dimensional um, offensively. I can't remember if the question asked for just one side or both. Uh, no, it, it didn't specify. So yeah, let's go both. Yeah. Uh, offensively. Again, I said at the top of the show, a fast start. I think that's key. Uh, obviously protection uh, coach Arian said the two guys to worry about on defense are the ends DeMarcus Loris Lawrence and Randy Gregory, and neither of them had huge sack numbers last year, but DeMarcus Lawrence is a really good player. He's one of the best defensive ends against the run in the NFL. And so just basically our tackles, Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs, how well they play is probably going to be the key on offense. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks as always for joining us and for those amazing questions. And we hope everyone enjoys the season opener tomorrow night from wherever you are watching from. And we will be back here to discuss it next week. We'll see you then.